Hello, this is Ayan from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 29th of April. Listeners, since we at Newslaundry are recording our podcasts from home because of the ongoing lockdown, the audio quality may be a little compromised. We hope you will understand and bear with us as we try to bring you the best despite such challenges. The total number of novel coronavirus cases in India crossed the 30,000 mark this morning. According to data released by the Union Health Ministry, the figure stood at 31,332 cases, which included a death toll of 1,007. Over the last 24 hours, 73 deaths and 1,897 fresh cases have been reported from different parts of the country. The number of active COVID-19 cases stood at 22,629, while 7,695 people were cured and discharged, and one patient has migrated. The total number of cases include 111 foreign nationals. Maharashtra, the worst affected state in the country, has reported 9,318 positive cases so far, out of which at least 400 have died. Gujarat remains at the second spot in terms of positive cases and mortality from COVID-19. The state has recorded 3,744 cases with a death count of 181. The two western states together reported more than 50 deaths on Tuesday. They now account for nearly 60% of all COVID-19 deaths in the country. As per the Union Health Ministry, there is no community transmission of the virus in India yet. The ministry also said that the doubling time for COVID-19 cases in India had improved to 6.2 days over the past week as compared to the doubling time of three days before the nationwide lockdown began on March 25. According to a report in the Indian Express, the government said that only about 80 people needed ventilators out of a total of 21,632 active cases till Monday. The government sources added that this is in line with the daily patterns seen so far. An estimated 15,000 ventilators are available in the country for COVID-19 treatment at the moment, of which about half are with the private sector. Citing Health Ministry data, the report stated that till Sunday, of all the active cases, 2.17% were admitted in the ICUs, 1.29% required oxygen support, and 0.36% were on ventilators. The recovery rate stood at 23.3%. Amid reports of some states starting convalescent plasma therapy to cure COVID-19 patients, the Union Health Ministry on Tuesday said that there is no evidence to use it as treatment and further warned against using this type of treatment without following proper protocol and getting approval. Against this backdrop, the All India Institute of Medical Sciences is planning to conduct a clinical trial of the convalescent plasma therapy in the treatment of COVID-19 and modalities of taking approvals from the Drug Controller General of India are being worked out. AIMS Director Dr. Randeep Buleria said that the mode of treatment in COVID-19 is still at an experimental stage and there is a need for good and well-conducted research trials before determining its benefit. In less than 15 days, the number of hotspot districts, that is red zones, in the country has shrunk to 129 from the 177 that were identified on April 15. The number of orange zone districts has, however, risen from 207 on April 15 to 215 now, according to the health ministry. The novel coronavirus has spread to more districts over the past few weeks, but clusters of larger and faster transmission have emerged in the major urban centers of Delhi, Mumbai, Pune, Indore, and Ahmedabad. 
a study conducted by researchers of the Indira Gandhi Institute of Development Research, Mumbai, has found that retail and wholesale food prices surged by as much as 20% in the first four weeks since the nationwide lockdown was announced on March 24. The study, titled Urban Food Markets and the Lockdown in India, mapped data available in the public domain for wholesale and retail prices for 22 commodities from 114 cities across the country. It found that average price increased as much as 28% for tomatoes, 15% for potatoes, more than 6% for seven varieties of pulses, and more than 3.5% for most edible oils. In Manipur, public criticism of the government's handling of the COVID-19 outbreak has landed several persons in trouble with the law in recent times. The state police have invoked different sections of the Disaster Management Act and the Indian Penal Code to press charges against them. In Imphal West alone, there are more than 10 cases, including three relating to sedition. The instances from Manipur only point towards a growing pattern of the state machinery acting against those who are highlighting people's problems during the lockdown. In various parts of the country, many activists and journalists have been pulled up by government authorities for speaking up on important issues. For example, Neeraj Shivhare, a journalist from Chhattisgarh, has been served a show-cause notice for reporting on the plight of a woman who had to sell her fridge to buy rations. On April 25, Shivhare, who is based in Dantewara, ran the story of a woman named Mayuri Sharma on his website, Bastar Ki Awaz. The story also included a video of the woman explaining her ordeal. But the next day, the journalist got the notice from the subdivisional magistrate of Dantewara. The notice claimed that his report was a misleading post based on incomplete and incorrect information. It also denounced the story as a punishable offense and further, the magistrate has threatened the journalist with an FIR. When News Laundry's correspondent Pratik Goel dug deeper into the story, it appeared that it was the magistrate's notice which was based on incorrect information and not the journalist's story. Mayuri Sharma told News Laundry that she indeed had to sell her fridge because she didn't have enough food to feed her family. To read more about it, please go to our website. The title of the report is Chhattisgarh Journalist Gets Notice for Reporting on Women's Lockdown Plight. Stories of despair like this one can be brought from the ground by an independent media which is not afraid of raising issues uncomfortable to the government. And an independent media is possible only with the support of the public. That is why we at News Laundry rely solely on the support of you, the reader, viewer and listener. We do not count on any advertisements for our journalism because we believe when advertisers pay, the advertisers are served. But when the public pays, the public is served. To help us bring you such important stories from different parts of the country, you need to support us by subscribing. We have different subscription packages on our website with the lowest one starting at 300 rupees a month. So please go to newslaundry.com, hit the subscribe button and pay to keep news free. Now, coming back to news, in a new circular, the Maharashtra government has said that hydroxychloroquine may be administered to all high-risk contacts of confirmed COVID-19 patients and also those admitted to quarantine centers. The state government has also recommended that the drug be administered after obtaining consent to all health workers, nurses and frontline workers, including those working in COVID care centers, COVID health facilities and dedicated COVID hospitals in the state. Union Minister Nitin Gadkari on Tuesday asked the state governments to take urgent action to facilitate the interstate movement of vehicles carrying essential goods amid the coronavirus lockdown. 
the minister also asked the states and the union territories to expedite the process of land acquisition and utilize funds worth rupees 25000 crore allocated to regain momentum in road construction let's now move on to some international news on the coronavirus on the global front till 2 pm indian standard time today the number of novel coronavirus cases stood at 315267 this was put out by the Johns Hopkins University Global Tracker. Out of these, more than 2,17,000 people have succumbed to the disease. The United States continued to be the worst affected country with over 10,12,000 cases and over 57,000 deaths. According to President Donald Trump, coronavirus deaths in the United States would reach 70,000. Trump, however, said that the original projections were much higher and stood at over 2 million deaths. He used the opportunity to take credit for preventing more fatalities with his travel bans on foreign nationals from China and Europe. With an eye on the upcoming presidential elections in November, he made the assertions to explain why voters should consider re-electing him. He also targeted China for allegedly failing to tame the coronavirus at its very origin. He said that it has now led to 184 countries going through hell. In another development, the U.S. has repatriated more than 71,000 Americans from 127 countries so far. And according to an official, now the largest number of pending requests in this regard is from India and Pakistan. After the U.S., the Western European countries of Italy, Spain, France and the United Kingdom remain most severely affected by COVID-19. Italy has reported nearly 27,500 deaths out of over 2,1,000 cases. Spain, on the other hand, has over 2,32,000 cases and nearly 24,000 deaths so far. Yet, both the countries have now decided to ease some of the continuing lockdown measures. Italian Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte said that certain measures would be relaxed from 4 May with people being allowed to visit their relatives in small numbers. Parks, factories and building sites will also reopen, but schools will not restart classes until September. Spain aims to remove most restrictions on daily life and return to a new normal over the next eight weeks, according to its Prime Minister, Pedro Sanchez. In a televised address, Sanchez said that the process will be subject to data on the number of COVID-19 infections and will not follow a strict calendar. Each province will ease curbs on activity at its own pace in accordance with its particular situation. Schools, like in Italy, won't reopen until September. France, which has reported over 1,69,000 cases and 23,600 deaths, is also similarly planning a careful lockdown exit. Accordingly, non-essential shops and markets will open their doors again from 11 May, but bars and restaurants will remain shut. Stores will have the right to ask shoppers to wear masks. The shoppers will require to maintain a gap of a meter at least. Residents will now be able to go outside again without a certificate confirming their intentions and public gatherings of up to 10 people will be allowed. Crashes will also reopen, but with a maximum of 10 children in each group. However, the government will make face masks compulsory on public transport and in secondary schools once they reopen. Also, the League One and League Two football seasons will not resume this year after France banned all sporting events, including behind closed doors, until September. French Prime Minister Edouard Philippe made the announcements while addressing the parliament. Russian President Vladimir Putin has decided to extend the coronavirus lockdown measures for another two weeks while planning for a gradual lifting of curbs. 
The measure that was initially scheduled to expire on Thursday is now extended till 11 May. The tiny country of Luxembourg plans to test the whole of its population for COVID-19 as part of its lockdown exit strategy. The Luxembourg government says that the tests aim at avoiding a second wave of infections in the country. However, these will be conducted on a voluntary basis. As of Tuesday, 3,741 people had tested positive for the coronavirus in the country of 6 lakhs inhabitants. It reported 89 deaths. New data released by the UN Population Fund and its partners have predicted that the coronavirus crisis could lead to 7 million unintended pregnancies all over the world. According to the data, the current lockdown measures as well as disruptions of health services as a fallout of the pandemic has the potential to prevent around 47 million women in low- and middle-income countries to use the modern contraceptives. Now, away from the coronavirus, let's move on to some other news. In a shock to millions of film lovers in India as well as abroad, actor Irfan Khan passed away in Mumbai today at the age of 53. Khan had been diagnosed with a neuroendocrine tumor in 2018 and had spent several months for treatment in the United Kingdom. The actor was recently admitted to a hospital in Mumbai for a colon infection. He is survived by his wife Sutapa Sikdar and sons Babil and Ayan. Recently, his mother Saida Begum too had died in Jaipur on April 25 at the age of 86. The versatile actor's career began in the late 1980s and spanned television and films. Some of his most acclaimed movies are Hasil, Magbul, Pan Singh Tomar, The Lunchbox, Piku, and Hindi Medium. His final movie, Angrezi Medium, was released in March this year, before the country went into a lockdown. Khan is among the few Indian actors to have left a mark in Hollywood as well. Slumdog Millionaire, The Amazing Spider-Man, Life of Pi, Jurassic World, and Inferno are the notable movies which featured Khan. As the country grieves the untimely demise of the beloved actor, you can go to our website and read a moving piece that he exclusively wrote for News Laundry when he was undergoing treatment in London. The article was published in June 2018 and you will find it on our website with the title Anishchitta hi nishchit hai is duniya mein. The Lucknow District Administration in Uttar Pradesh has put on hold the compensation-seeking notices served to 53 people who allegedly indulged in vandalism against the government property during the protest against the Citizenship Amendment Act in December. The process to recover nearly Rs 1.41 crore has been paused due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Lucknow District Magistrate Abhishek Prakash told the news agency PTI that once the lockdown was over, action would certainly be taken. Property was damaged in Khadra, Parivartan Chowk, Thakurganj and Kaiserbagh areas of Lucknow on December 20 during violent protests against the new citizenship law. Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Adityanath had asked his officials to assess the damages and realize penalty from those involved. The administration had served notices to the 53 people on the basis of police reports and the deadline for recovery of the damages was the first week of April. Following this, the attachment of properties of the accused was to begin. Amid the coronavirus pandemic, the Central Board of Secondary Education on Wednesday repeated its decision to hold Class 10 and Class 12 examinations only for the 29 subjects which it had enumerated in an earlier press release on April 1. Of these, 23 are Class 12 subjects. The exams for the remaining six Class 10 subjects will be held only in Northeast Delhi, which was affected by communal riots in late February. In the rest of India, no further exams will be held for Class 10. 
CBSE Secretary Anurag Tripathi told India Today on Tuesday that while Class 10 results will be announced based on the exams already held, retests will be held for Class 12 at appropriate dates after the lockdown. Tripathi added that the CBSE was in touch with the central government and as soon as it sends an advisory, the exam papers will be evaluated while following social distancing guidelines. The United States Commission on International Religious Freedom has noted a sharp downward turn in religious freedom in India in 2019, flagging it as a country of particular concern for the first time since 2004. The commission suggested that the Department of State impose certain targeted sanctions against Indian government agencies and officials responsible for violations of religious freedom. However, rejecting the allegations, India's Ministry of External Affairs said that the U.S. panel's misrepresentation has reached new levels. India also called the U.S. body an organization of particular concern. The Asian Development Bank on Tuesday approved a loan of $1.5 billion, that is approximately Rs. 11,400 crore, to help India fight the coronavirus pandemic and ensure social protection for a large number of people. The Regional Development Bank said that its COVID-19 Active Response and Expenditure Support Program, or CARES, is aimed at contributing directly to the improvement of healthcare facilities and social protection for more than 80 crore people, which includes families below the poverty line, farmers, frontline healthcare workers, women, senior citizens, people with disabilities, low-wage earners, and construction workers. This comes after a similar financial emergency aid of $1 billion was released by the World Bank to India earlier this month. Now, it's time for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. As many of you are aware, historian Ramachandra Guha was in the news recently after the Hindustan Times newspaper interfered with his column and he decided to stop it altogether. In an exclusive interview, Guha speaks with Abhinandan Sekri about why he decided to end the column, his detention in Bangalore for protesting against the Citizenship Amendment Act last year, and Mahatma Gandhi. The interview was released today. For an informed discussion on several key topics, please go to our website and watch it. However, this one is behind the paywall, and you have to be a subscriber to access the full content. So subscribe to us so we can bring you more of these interviews going ahead. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you are listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.